Welcome back into the College Esports Quick Take right here on the Esports Network. I'm your host, Kevin Correa. And as always, we delve into the nitty gritty of esports, whether that's games, players, coaches, executives, businesses, and even sometimes the establishment of new companies. And doing that with me today, of course, I have Sebastian Park and Ryan Friedman of the Esports Certification Institute. How are you guys doing today? Doing great. How about yourself? I'm doing all right. Sebastian, how you doing, man? Hey, man, I'm 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 chilling. It's it's, <laughs> it's honestly great to to talk about the, something we've been working on for a real long time. So it's good to be having this conversation, Kevin. So when I first saw this little uh, press release that came on onto my email uh, like logs, I was just thinking like this is something that I don't think I've ever seen before. So your organization pretty much looks to provide guidance, official certification, and networking to people aspiring to be esports specials am i right about that yeah you're absolutely right um we're, we're looking to uh, develop a certification exam for the esports industry that helps establish kind of a a consistent knowledge base uh, like a base level knowledge base across the industry um, and promotes an uh a healthy pipeline for coming into the industry if you're a hopeful esports aspiring professional yeah, and and Kevin, like I mean, you've mm-hmm. you've probably seen this. And I'm sure our listeners here have seen this and heard of this as well. Which is, getting into esports is hard. Yeah, it's hard because there's a lot of people who want jobs, and it's also hard because, frankly, people have had some really crap. Am I allowed to say crap? Yeah, go for it. Oh, cool. People have some really <laughs> crap hiring practices historically, right? Like you, uh, especially in my eight years in the space, you would see people hiring just people they knew or referrals only, right? Mm-hmm. That's just not as healthy way to bring in new talent to this space. And so, so that's something that Ryan and I cared a lot about in our previous roles and something we want to help out on. And we think this can definitely help in that direction. Uh, speaking of previous roles, Ryan Friedman, obviously Dignitas chief of staff, former Sebastian, yourself, Houston Rockets, VP of esports, former as well. You guys came together to, to, to make this new company to establish this. And I agree with you. It's, it's completely kind of like right now, it's kind of like the ending of the wild west of esports, right? Where pretty much professionalism is is a is a lost art in the world, but hopefully with something like this company you guys are putting forth, it's becoming more of a norm than it is uh, a rarity. Yeah, no, I'm look with the hope was, and you know we've talked to some of our advisory board members about this, which was the hope was that the Wild West had ended years ago, and that you know hiring practices were already there. Mm-hmm. But then you have like organizations like what Sola Fide and some of these other guys who just aren't doing great work for the space, right? They're still running around pretending to know stuff. They're running around really, you know, proclaiming themselves as experts. And and the problem there, by the way, is that if you proclaim yourself as an expert, you take away from people who are experts, the people who have put in the time and energy and work to try to be seen, discovered, and they're not getting their shot in part because you have, frankly, scam artists running around the space. And so, you know, that's something that we... We're, we're hopeful to help move the industry away from and towards, you know, really solid up and coming people. Because at the end of the day, one of the things I love talking about is there's, there's a great guy. His name is Brandon Schneider. Mm-hmm. He's the current soon to be president of the Golden State Warriors. Right. Yep. And he started with the Warriors 20 years ago when he was like, I think, 19, 20, 21 or something like oh that. My right. Goodness. That's that's what you want. We want to help identify the next Brandon Schneiders of the world, right? Guys and gals who are looking to make their waves into esports, jump in. Let's bring you into these into this world. Let's help you grow. 
such that, you know, 10, 20 years from now, or maybe even sooner, given how much faster esports is at the time, mm-hmm. that they're able to become, you know, the CEOs, the CFOs, the CMOs, the people running the show. That's awesome. I, I'm just, uh, I'm just like absolutely perplexed that this hasn't been brought up sooner, but I, I'm, I'm glad to hear it now. It's, uh, you know, 2021 and we're finally getting some, some real, like, I don't, I don't want to say I'll overuse the word professionalism, but it, we, we're finally getting some real organization going on amidst, amidst this, this industry. So let's go start at the beginning, right? Before we get into the nitty gritty of the Certification Institute, how did you guys meet and how did you, this conversation turn towards, let's establish this, this professional standard across the board? So it's funny you should say that because so I hired Ryan at the Rockets back four years ago now, Ryan, five years ago. How long has it been? Four and a minute. I think. Yeah, it's been a minute. <laughs> it's been a minute. And Ryan worked in the trenches with me on Clutch Gaming. He uh, was part of the sale of Clutch Gaming to the 76ers. And so he went to go work for Dignitas and the 76ers for a while. And, you know, post-sale, post-everything being resolved, I had you know, completed my contract and I came back to Houston to meet up with Ryan and everyone else on the staff. And we were just at a local bar. And we're just talking about, hey, like, esports has been so good to me and my family. And we've been so lucky to get to pursue what we've done. And we've had this awesome situation where we were able to you know, see an exit, see a team that we built go off and do its own thing. You spread us wings and whatnot. Like, how can we give back to the space? Like, what are things that we can do to help out? And, the thing that came up then was like, you know, it'd be really great if we could figure out a better way to find people who aren't coming through traditional means. Because we struggled with this a ton at Clutch. To be completely frank, it's not something I'm super proud of, right? It's mm-hmm. that when we saw a stack of resumes, that was a daunting task. We would open up one role for a social media manager or a team manager. We get like 600 applications within a week. Wow. And... Like, is there any guarantee that we saw the right person or we picked the right people? I mean, I think the people we worked with were great, but I'm sure people got lost in their cracks. There's almost no way they didn't. And so that was really the genesis of the idea. And this, you know, this is like end of 2019. And so we really spent all of 2020 really iterating and working on it. So, Ryan, was this bar conversation like, were you guys sober when this happened or did it involve like a little, <laughs> little imbibing going on? Um. Can I decline to answer? No, I mean, of course we were drinking. It's a bar. Yeah, we were drinking. Um, no, but I, I mean, Sebastian was the one, I think, who initially kind of threw the idea out there. And, like, I was instantly hooked on the potential for something like this in the industry. And, like, I think the need for something like this in the industry. Um, I, I've worked at a handful of organizations in addition to, uh, you know, the Houston Rockets own Clutch Gaming and Dig. And my experience has been... And, and I know that several other people in the industry share this experience that like it's very difficult to tell um, how deep a person's endemic knowledge of the esports industry goes. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and the industry just changes so frequently that like having a way to uh, ensure that someone knows like these requisite ideas, these requisite pieces of, of esports information uh, is just something super valuable in my mind. I, I, I mean, I think it's, it's, it's some of that we haven't really explored before. We just kind of like, uh, like Sebastian was saying, you, you kind of put a role out there and you get 600 or so <laughs> applications. I don't know. At least, at least. Wow. That's just insane to me that you guys would even what begin to count a fraction of that just to even look at and read. But I mean, it, it, it's so varied the, the industry right now that 
with something like this to kind of funnel and narrow down, you know, people who are who can be considered candidates for these roles, that this is something that more people should really look into. So this conversation comes up in this bar. You guys are like, let's do this. What are the next steps? Uh, what did you guys talk about next? Like just pretty much just forming an LEC, LLL, sorry, LLL, limited liability company, because I can't say LLC apparently. But what was, the, what was the next step from that bar conversation to actually making it happen? Yeah. So, you know, we explored a lot of different structures, right? I think the most important thing for us is that we're actually a public benefit corporation. And so instead of forming a C Corp or an LLC, we went out and we were trying, hey, we want to make sure we're staying true to what we're trying to accomplish, right? We're, we want to make sure that we're bringing meritocracy, improving diversity, inclusion, fostering professionalism. And that's not just some bywords on a piece of paper somewhere. And so we, we talked to, we, we hired some great lawyers. Honestly, that was the first step. We, we went out, found some of the best esports lawyers we could, and we started working with them on figuring out, hey, what's the best type of structure for this? You know, we, we ran down nonprofits. Like a, for, I think, a few months, we were looking at a nonprofit route. Uh, and we found some. We found a cooler structure that we thought actually fit what we were trying to do better in the public benefit corporation, which you know is a still a for-profit company, mm-hmm. right? Like just to be completely clear, it's it's a company that like supposed to generate profits, but it's a company that requires the people involved to have other you know, societal benefits, and mm-hmm. that was a really easy thing for us because that's what we wanted to achieve. Like it wasn't it wasn't necessarily be a tax write-off for someone, but it wanted to be something that where we were able to achieve the, the goal of, you know, doing, like, improving the professionalism, improving the meritocracy, bringing more diverse, interesting, and different people into the space. That was really the next step from which, you know, we then set off on the the past year, basically, of, you know, working and figuring out what the way to do that was, which was <laughs> a certification exam. And, and those things aren't easy to make. <laughs> Ryan, like, you, right. you, you were in the, in the weeds of this, man. Like, was yeah. that, what, 15 months of this now? 14 wow. months of this? Wow. Just... <laughs> Yeah, I think 15 months. Wow. <laughs> Thanks for the benchmark, Seb. Yeah, yeah. No, 15 months of you know, doing a lot of research, talking to experts on the testing side, talking to experts on the education side, making sure we don't allow perfect to be the enemy of very good, making sure that we're sanity checking ourselves, right? We, we knew very early on that Ryan and I don't know everything there is to know about esports. Mm-hmm. We've been very fortunate to have the exp- experiences we have, but we wanted to make sure that we built out an advisory team, an advisory board that had some of the hard- hardest hitting people in esports because not only were we a PBC that would allow us you know, to have fiduciary obligations and stick to our values, we wanted other smart people to keep us honest. And so Ryan really focused on a lot of the stuff around the test creation, and we also focused together on putting together just like the best group of people we can to make sure that this thing is successful and doing what we set out to do. Wow. So, so Ryan, so this next question is for you then this, this is a 120 multiple choice question exam. One essay, it tests what uh, esports knowledge, statistical literacy and problem solving. And I'm, I'm sure many other things, how exactly, how monumental of a task was this to put this exam together? It, it was a beast of a task. Um, <laughs> I think I, I went in, um, maybe maybe underestimating how difficult it is to to pull together an exam. Um, you know, I, I grew up, took the SAT. Uh, I went to college. I was fortunate enough to go to college, and and you know, I've taken many exams in my life. Uh, I 
don't think I truly had appreciation for how much work goes into exam question creation until I until I started on this path. Um, you know, Sebastian was talking about bringing the esports industry hard hitters together onto an advisory board for ECI. Um, and we leaned very heavily on them as well for the creation of the esports specific content questions. Um, we, like Sebastian said, don't think we know everything about the industry. That's that's insane hubris, right? Um, and so we wanted to ensure that we were getting like a holistic representation. And, and that's really hard to do too. Mm. Um, so we've put a ton of work into making sure that the exam properly reflects what a wide range of industry individuals want to know in terms of esports knowledge, data comprehension, statistical literacy, problem solving. So at the end of this exam, right, you get, you get scored. Is there a certain percentage yet to get? And, and, and at the end of it, you get like this big fancy you know degree frame with your certification in the middle of it how does that work exactly yeah we're, we're working on the physical <laughs> bit of it maybe it's an nft at this rate we're, we're all in the future now maybe we should be creating some digital assets shout out to pierce kicks who's been teaching me about nfts recently uh at the end of the test we're it's it's like let there be no mistake it's a very rigorous exam mm -hmm. it's something that you need to study for the reason why our first examination is you know late june is a function of hey as we announce you need to spend all that time studying you need to actually put the work in you need to prove that this is something that you want to do and like really dedicate your time to and have the patience and discipline to pursue it we'll uh, not everyone's going past right like it's, mm -hmm. it's a very hard test and we'll see how many people come through it we're really excited um, to see how many people pass and how many people are through the gates in the initial batch. And then we'll we'll go from there. We'll just we'll get them certified. We'll start working with them. We'll, you know, we'll really open them to a lot of the value additive stuff we wanted to do. We're really excited about events. We're, we're going to be throwing some really cool events post-COVID, knock on wood, <laughs> uh, preferably around some of the bigger esports events coming up. So we're, we're excited about that. But it's really... One step at a time for us in, in our minds. And the first batch is, hey, let's just make sure we can get these guys and gals through and see how many awesome people we churn out from it. Awesome. So uh, that brings me to my next question. Just let's, let's say hypothetically, and not, not really you know, dating myself here, I'm a you know, fresh college graduate or I'm about to graduate soon this summer. I want to get certified. How do I go about that? Like, what do I have to do? Is there a certain amount of money I have to pay or anything like that? How does that certification process application work for me? Yeah, so that that's a great question, um, and it's it's a central question to getting certified, right? Yeah, um, it, it, it's a really simple process. We didn't want to create any barriers to doing so. Um, the you, you register through our website, um, and you pay a one-time fee, and that's the only fee you have to pay. Wow. We also have a study guide uh, hosted through our website, which is a pay-what-you-want model. Uh, we did that intentionally. If if folks uh, don't want to pay a certain amount or can't afford a certain amount, get it for free. Totally fine. Um, but if you want to pay for the study guide, 100% of those proceeds will go towards offsetting other people's costs for the exam. Oh, wow. uh, the exam does cost $399 right now. $399 to be clear. Um, and a lot of people ask us like how we decided on this price. Like People have said, you know, hey, that seems high, right? Um, and it's actually extremely cheap <laughs> when compared to most certification exams, right? Like industry level certification exams in a lot of industries run you 
multiple thousands of dollars yep. minimum, right? Um, and then they have all sorts of associated fees, all sorts of ancillary fees once you pass the exam, things like that. We wanted to keep it simple one-time fee. Uh, so we priced ours similarly to uh, kind of the more sub-industry skill-specific exams, but still it's an industry-level exam. Um, and, and on top of that, you know, we're, we're going to be offering scholarship programs. Uh, we're looking to actively partner and are working currently on actively partnering with uh, several of the companies and programs that we are involved with through our advisory board, as well as schools, um, collegiate and otherwise, on getting scholarships for students who want to take the exam and maybe don't have the means to do so. Wow, that's, that sounds amazing, honestly. Just in terms of like the certifications that I've applied for and I've seen... $400 seems pretty, pretty light, honestly. And I'm, I'm not trying to sound like on a, on a high horse. Like, honestly, I, I come from a, a family who was, you know, middle class to lower, no, lower middle class. And that's $400 for an exam was something that I, you know, going back to community college and into my, my, uh, you know, undergrad days, that seemed like a pretty reasonable trade off. Cause this is something that would affect your career path for the next, what, 10, 15, 20 years plus at that point. And this seems like it's a really, reasonably priced i'm not gonna i mean sat would cost like what a, a couple hundred bucks or so back in the day act as well so it, it seems like you know you guys have done the 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 analysis right the stats about it and you you came up with this number that i think is is perfect honestly well appreciate that yeah and you know there's part of part of that and this is why when we say something is pay what you can afford we do ask people hey for the study guide pay what you can afford right like if mm -hmm. you if you find yourself lucky and fortunate enough to have the resources to pay for it, that sounds great. No, every single dollar, and I mean literally every single dollar has been go towards someone else who, who could use that help, right? And mm -hmm. so that I think is super important for us to you know, really lean into. We're really excited about some of the stuff coming down the pipeline. We'll share it as it comes out. But Perfect. in the interim, we're also, I think, Ryan, if I, if I correct me if I'm wrong, but we're, we're also doing a special for the first bit as well so that the first group of people who are you know early adopters get it at like a lower reduced price that's awesome so obviously the, you guys have an advisory board as well you guys have a bunch of members on that advisory board some big names from evil geniuses esg law attorneys there esports attorneys gen g some big organization big names hopping on this advisory board what exactly will, the, will their their role be in this esports certification institute yeah, no, we've been, we're really, by far, that's the thing that we're most fortunate about, to mm -hmm. be honest with you. We're, we're super excited to be involved with some of these great people. The vast majority of them, frankly, weren't picked for the organization they're part of, mm -hmm. funnily enough, right? I think there's, a, there's this perception that, you know, we have, we have people like Michael Prindeville, we have people like, you know, Phil Aram or Lauren Gabba Flanagan or Day9 even, and like, for the most part, the reason why we're working with these people, frankly, is just because they're truly good human beings who want to really help esports and provide value to all sorts of different people as a result of that. And so that's something that we think about actively. What we're asking of, of our advisory boards members to do really are, are two main things. One, keep us in check, right? Make mm -hmm. sure that we're doing what's best for the community, what's best for the industry, help grow the industry. This is something that they care a lot about. We want to make sure they are able to achieve it in whatever mode and form they are as well. And two, the esports industry is changing all the time. So yeah. we, we ask all our advising board members to submit questions every year. We're going to constantly be updating the test so that it reflects the modernity of the space. You know, if you had, if you had an esports certification 2015, 
it looked very different from the one you'll see in 2021. Oh, wow. That's awesome. So it'll be upgraded, not updated every every few years or so, I'm assuming. Exactly, yeah. Perfect. And so uh, any any chance Sofide is going to get on this advisory board or, or is that a hard no? I have even no idea what you're talking about. As far as I can tell, they're, they, they're all no longer exist in my world. So. <laughs> That's awesome. So winding down a bit here now, um, people will see this pop up obviously across uh, the internet, what will be the main takeaway each of you will want people to, when, when they see this, right? What's the main takeaway you want people to, to, to grasp from this announcement? Yeah, I mean, there's just two things. One, if you want to work in esports, there are a lot of different paths to get there. And we're not saying that we're the be-all, end-all path. There are other ways you can do it. Ryan and I got into this space somehow, so we, we, we recommend you, you do that too. But we do think that what we provide is a service. We provide a pathway. Not everyone is going to, it's not for everyone, right? Mm-hmm. Like some people, there are other ways to get through. I, you know, people used to ask me all the time, how do you work in esports? Mm-hmm. I'm like, look, one way, honestly, is spend 10 years working in tech or finance and, or consulting and getting some really good experience that way. What we want to do is provide an alternative path. We want to provide a way for people to enter the esports space without doing those things. You can just jump straight in, come get certified, come meet some great people, and let's find you guys a way to get into the space that we all love and want to see grow. And hopefully at the end of the day, we'll find some people who would not have gotten a way into the space traditionally in the ways that we're used to, and we'll go on to do some awesome things and you know, trailblaze for people to come after them, which is the hope at the end of the day. Yeah, I think Sebastian said exactly what I wanted to say too. Um, <laughs> only thing I'd add on to that is that, you know, like we were saying with the advisory board, we, we have our advisory board to help keep us honest. We'd love for, you know, fans of esports to also help keep us honest. Be, be, be blunt with us, be direct. We, we want feedback. We love hearing from y'all. And, and uh, yeah, please, please give us feedback. That's awesome, man. You guys are, are, are really knocking out of the park with this one. Just just from what I've read, from what I've been seeing, I feel like you guys are, are heading in the right direction. And with it, the industry will follow you. I believe it with 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 all my heart. You guys are doing great things here. And my last question is, how excited are you from a level, uh, I guess, the scale of uh, 1 to 10? 10. 10? 10? 11, obviously. <laughs> it, always, it always goes to 11, my guys. Always awesome. goes. That's and I right. guess I'm a boomer for saying that, but like, it always goes to 11. <laughs> you, you, the only one who gets that reference is probably you right now. I'm going to be honest. Oh, man. Feels bad, man. <laughs> Spinal Tap is totally Spinal underrated tap. right now. But <laughs> anyways, uh, guys, I want to thank you for coming on, helping explain what the Esports Certification Institute is, what it's going to be doing, what involves all the, 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 the nitty-grittiness that goes with it. I appreciate you guys coming on and explaining all of it for me. Thanks, Kevin. Talk to you soon, my guy. Appreciate for having us on. Appreciate you guys. Uh, Ryan Friedman, Sebastian Park of Esports Certification Institute. I'm Kevin Crane. This is the College Esports Quick Take. (laughs) 